0: Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999, probably. We are your hosts. My name is Chris Elphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week, we are bringing you our 21st episode in season two, May 21st, whoa, through 27th in 1990, where it all began the 90s because math. Diving in,
1: May 21st. First snapshot of a work of art Hubble's staff. The Hubble Space Telescope on Sunday transmitted its first image back to Earth, where National Aeronautics and Space Administration astronomers greeted with exuberance the historic snapshot's surprising clarity. It's quite an image. Fantastic, said James Westphal, the principal scientist for the camera used in the first photo exercise. At the Goddard Space Flight Center here, the finished photo was displayed on a television monitor revealing dozens of individual suns. Within a southern hemisphere star cluster.
0: That's pretty neat. I mean, the Hubble Space Telescope is something that I feel like I've known, you know, that's been up there basically my entire life. And I guess within about a year or two, that's true. Any episode that starts with space
1: stuff feels like it's going to be a good episode.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think we've got more space stuff, too. Like, we've got this is like a dual space stuff episode, I think. Best week ever. Yeah. Um, oh, we could do like one of those talk show things. We've got a great episode for you today. Lots of stuff about space. Uh, actually, on that note, we would just like to point out that if there's maybe a slight delay between one of us finishing a sentence and the other one beginning, we are recording over Skype. Uh, so, you know, Internet latency is a thing. We'll try and we'll um, try and be good about it. Yeah, we'll try. Uh, but we'll move on to the 22nd of May. You know what happened today? Microsoft released Windows 3.0. Oh, this is almost really exciting because that's almost Windows 3.1, which was huge. I mean, until Windows 95 came around. Yeah. Um, also today, I'm Breathless. Music from and inspired by the film Dick Tracy by Madonna was released today. That doesn't matter because it's 90s Madonna. We've been through this. Um, also today, like we promised, science stuff. Uh, finding stardust is the title of an article scientists from the university of chicago and washington uh, university in st louis hmm. washington university in st louis i guess they just named it after george washington weird anyway they have identified microscopic grains of graphite in an australian meteorite as examples of interstellar dust the residue of stars The discovery is important for two reasons. First, it shows that graphite is a constituent of interstellar dust. The other, said Edward Anders, professor of chemistry at the University of Chicago, uh, it's the excitement of getting your hands on a piece of stardust. That's pretty cool. I had no idea graphite had some, you know, interstellar origins. Neat. May 23rd. Report to Bush
1: urges drilling decision delay. President Bush's top-level task force has recommended that he indefinitely delay decisions on whether to allow oil drilling off the southern and northern California coasts until more scientific studies are completed, according to a copy of the task force report made available to the Times. So, the 90s were a point where Republicans still believed in science.
0: Yeah, I mean, and more so, they were willing to take the findings of of a task force, of of something who was set out to do something, and... You know, acknowledge acknowledge their findings and hopefully make good decisions based off of it. That's uh, refreshing in in the times we live in now, I think. The times, they are a changing. They are. But let's find out what happened on May 24th. The Edmonton Oilers defeat the Boston Bruins in the 1990 Stanley Cup Finals for their fifth Stanley Cup. Hockey! Ooh, speaking of... No, that there's no segue here. Robot Trash Truck picks up praise. Surrounded by well-dressed local dignitaries, near a decorated table lined with catered fruit and pastries, they're really setting the scene here, Glendale uh, Councilwoman Ginger Bremberg on Tuesday raised her hands in tribute and stared proudly at the sleek machine before her. Glendale, I just assume this is California, Glendale's new automated garbage truck was about to be introduced to the public. It's air-conditioned, has AM-FM radio, and you never have to get out of the cab, she said, as city officials nodded in appreciation. Quote, I've driven it. I really think it's a neat operation. The trucks use a hydraulic arm to lift and dump specially designed 100-gallon trash barrels. I think they're really pushing the boundaries of what counts as a robot here. Um, I mean, do you consider this a robot? Uh, 90s robot. Yeah, I like this is... I don't know. This is not robot enough for me. Um, Let's just define robots. A robot is a machine, especially one programmable by a computer, capable of carrying out a complex series of actions automatically. Robots can be guided by external control devices, or uh, the control may be embedded within. I guess technically this slips by as a robot, but come on.
1: As we all know, technically correct is the best kind of correct. Exactly. May 25th. CBS begins broadcasting its daytime lineup in stereo sound, becoming the last of the three major networks to do so. Holy fuck, about time. Oh my, wait. Do we have double garbage news? You are still on your dump kick. Yeah, we've got double stars, double garbage. Waste recycling executives indicted in 89 garbage fire. This is out of Trenton. Of course. A grand... Yeah, a grand jury yesterday indicted Hub Recycling, Inc. and two affiliated companies in connection with a wide range of environmental and financial crimes relating to the August 1989 garbage fire that buckled parts of Interstate 78 in Newark. Four other waste recycling companies were also indicted on charges that they illegally dumped at the Hub site.
0: Garbage fires. That was still a thing going into the 90s. New Jersey is causing its own problems. It is. I mean, and how bad does... How bad does a garbage fire have to be to affect the structural integrity of a fucking interstate? Uh, Let's move on. Yeah, let's. Um, May 26th. After four days in a road median, wreck victim is recovered. This came out of Lajala, California. A badly injured hit-and-run victim spent four days and nights in a brushy median of a freeway trying to signal for help from any of the 128,000 vehicles that pass by every day. He's now in hospital where doctors say he's making a remarkable recovery. Basically, you remember this episode of Seinfeld, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, when uh George's car gets fucked up so they assume he's dead. So he claims that he was in a uh living in a ditch for the past few days. Living yep. on grubs and puddle water. Oh my god. Yeah, good stuff. Great stuff.
1: Okay, May 27th, closing out the week. Drug lord evades capture as he terrorizes Colombia. Wily and nervous as a hunted fox and maybe more than a little crazed, Pablo Escobar manages to stay a step ahead of Colombian anti-narcotics forces as they, as they dog his trail from hideout to hideout. Escobar, now age 40, is Colombia's leading drug lord and most wanted man. Sources say he has eluded his hunters thanks to his huge resources of his cocaine trafficking organization, help from ordinary citizens as well as corrupt officials, and failure by authorities to adequately coordinate intelligence information and search operations. That's pretty cool.
0: Oh yeah. You never want to be on the run from the law, but I guess at least when you have a network of you know drug traffickers and massive corruption on your side, I guess it's a little easier.
1: We here at Stuck in the 90s fully endorse cocaine. moving on to movies and music
0: (laughs) cocaine and cocaine
1: accessories (laughs) absolutely uh let's let's actually though move on to the weekend box office and in the number one spot back to the future part three nice
0: i uh the third one i like i like i like it it's okay yeah i mean one is one is perfect two two isn't really that good
1: it's not that good, but it's better
0: than three, I think. Yeah, I, well, I think what really, what two really brings to the table is the fact that I like the future more than I like, let's say, the Wild West. It, you know, it it allowed us to dream. It gave us things like Jaws, whatever, like Jaws Eighteen or or something. It gave us the hoverboard. It's iconic. It's not a great movie, but it's iconic, and I love it for that. Whereas Back to the Future Part Three really only brings the. DeLorean Train thing.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's nothing uh, visually
0: iconic about it.
1: Speaking of iconic, at three we have Pretty Woman. Nice. Uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles makes the list. Ooh, one of my favorites, The Hunt for Red October.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, this is the early nineties. The box office has a total of twelve positions, and of that we've got pretty decent stuff in in a lot of them.
1: Yeah, it's not, uh, not too bad. Let's let's move on from yeah. there. Leave it on a good note.
0: Yeah, let's do on that.
1: The, the Billboard 200 in the number one spot. I do not want what I haven't got, Sinead O'Connor. She's been getting real for her lately. I think we've talked about this. Yeah,
0: I think we have. Uh, moving on, we've got Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him by uh, <laughs> an artist I believe called Mick Hammer. Is that, is that right?
1: That's correct. It's Mick
0: Hammer. All right. This is one of my favorite
1: album titles. Please so, please hammer, don't hurt him. Like it's so ego-driven.
0: It is uh it's pretty out there. Uh number three, we've got Brigade by Heart. Nice. Yep. Yeah, solid.
1: Uh four is Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation 1814. 1814 was is,
0: known for its uh its rhythm nation.
1: It's true. Yeah, I mean uh, the
0: war of eighteen twelve ended, uh so you know, you uh you trade war for rhythm. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Uh, five is Soul Provider by our boy, fan of the show, friend, dare I say family
0: member at this point, Michael Bolton. I'm pretty sure he's, he's, he's filling out the adoption papers, right? Yeah. You can adopt adults. You can adopt adults. Well, we're not even 30 yet.
1: Exactly. Uh, the soundtrack for Pretty Woman is on here, uh, Poison by Biv DeVoe. Do you label them under B for Biv or D for DeVoe?
0: Hmm. Um, I'd put them under... Is there a double B, maybe? like Maybe... Why not BB C? King. C, just average it out. What's between B oh, and D? C. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Nick of
1: Time, Bonnie Raitt, Violator oh, by Depeche Mode, is. and Fear of a Black Planet by Public Enemy
0: to round out the last of the top ten. Nice. Before we move on, I just kind of want to call out Billboard. Do you have this open on your phone or your computer right now? Computer. Have you noticed that it's becoming increasingly like like there's just automatic playing ads and just a whole lot of resource intensive bullshit oh i use ad blocker i was not aware of that okay yeah you're lucky um a big shout out to ad blocker then for like shielding you from that open it on like uh if you're ever out on, at a random computer pull open uh the billboard top 200 and prepare for that computer to fucking work its hardest oh wow just a shitstorm, eh? Oh, it's, it's getting rough. And, yeah, Billboard, come on. Like, no auto-playing ads.
1: Oh, man. Um, so a little bit of 90s news now. Obviously, everyone is aware of it by this point, but we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, the passing away of Chris Cornell of Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. I was never big on Soundgarden. I think you were a bit more into them than uh, I was. Back but then, Maybe, maybe no, not by much. No,
0: I mean, I like Black Hole Sun, Uh, And moreover, I like, you know, uh, I would recognize Chris Cornell and Soundgarden's just contribution to sort of grunge music. Uh, I was reading some things about this earlier, uh, and I guess out of the four major sort of uh, pioneers or or staples of grunge music, uh, apparently Eddie Vedder is the only one left. Obviously Kurt Cobain is gone, uh Chris yeah. Cornell. There was another name from a band that I, I can't remember right now, uh, who also died possibly of suicide. Uh so people are planning on currently wrapping Eddie Vetter in uh plastic wrap and uh bubble wrap and putting him in some sort of shelter uh just mm. to, you know, keep him safe. Uh, maybe move him out of california you know keep him away from california in case there's <laughs> keep an earthquake. Off fault line yeah keep him off the fault lines keep him away from natural disasters move him out of tornado alley eddie vetter for grunge music is a uh i guess he's a he's the betty white that's yeah. funny um, um yeah okay
1: i think that's about it for 90s news now
0: yeah i feel like there might have been something else but if it comes to us, we'll mention it. If not, then whatever. Spotlight time? I think so. All right. So this week on the show, this is, a, this is a
1: bit of a weird one. I was reading about this a few days ago and I thought it'd be worth talking about. I think so too. So the latest craze with all the kids are, are fidget spinners. I'm sure you've heard of them by now. If you haven't, if you don't recognize the term, you'll definitely know the picture Give it a gander.
0: Give it a a Google. Take a look. It's It's interesting. Um, It's just a weird little thing you spin around. That's all it is. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of the spotlight, I just want to say, as far as fads go, this is not terrible. I mean, I'm thinking about it from both a a parent and a child's perspective going into this. Fads we had in the 90s, Pogs, Pokemon cards, um, Crazy Bones... Shit like that all involved a lot of monetary investment. You couldn't have one Pokemon card and be done with it. You needed to have a fuck ton of crazy bones. You needed some fucking sweet slammers to, you know, to to survive in the competitive world of Pogs. As
1: True. far as
0: I know, and I haven't looked into fidget spinners too much, you probably only need one. You,
1: well, I mean, I, I think need is a subjective term, like... I mean, you were ten once, right?
0: You you. If you're ten, you need a fidget spinner.
1: Okay, so let's let's imagine we are ten. We need a fidget spinner. Have you looked into the pricing
0: of these things? Uh yeah. I mean, I don't. You know You can if drop there's... a
1: cool grand on a fidget spinner.
0: Yeah, but that one probably like lights up and like I don't know, it was designer. It was, like gold plated, yeah. Uh, but, but like, like the you average... know how
1: these things get. Like you can pour money into oh, this yeah. if you want to.
0: That, that's true. And I'm sure the richer kids have, you know, light up fidget spinners or fucking fidget spinners with Bluetooth or something, have like an RPM rate reading that goes to like an associated app. But uh, a lot of fidget spinners, I think they're maybe 10, 15 bucks, maybe 20. They're not You're right. this terribly is, expensive.
1: Yeah, this is a relatively inexpensive thing to get into. The reason we're talking about them is because there's, there's a bit of a kind of mystery around how these things came to be. Um, So let's let's dive into it. So Catherine Hettinger, who was a chemical engineer by training, had filed a patent application for a, quote, spinning toy. And this was back in 93. So we don't even know the origin story, because one one news outlet reported that uh, the idea for the toy came about when she saw kids throwing rocks at police officers in Israel. And in response to that, she wanted to develop a soothing toy that could help kids release pent-up energy and, (laughs) again, another quote, promote peace. Obviously, Um, she
0: had never heard of a can of Pepsi. Right.
1: Um, But she later told The Guardian uh, that the origins of the uh, fidget spinner came when she was suffering from an autoimmune disorder that caused muscular weakness. She was unable to play with her daughter. And so she started throwing things together with newspaper and tape in an effort to entertain her. And that's kind of what led to this device. So she had applied for a patent on May 28th in 1993 for a one-piece round device made of uh, soft plastic with a dome and a center indentation for finger placement. And it had a skirt on it, sort of like a, a circular outward extension. Um, and then she'd actually pitched this as a toy uh, to manufacturers. Hasbro actually took it on for market testing but later declined to pursue a deal. Uh, and then Hedinger had let the spinning toy patent lapse in 2005. Even if she'd maintained it, it would have expired by 2014, which I don't think really would have impacted the trajectory of the toy. No, but if you look at the Wikipedia late. for this, which is where we've taken this chunk of information, you can see the picture. It does not exactly resemble what we know as fidget spinners. No. You can you can see that they're related. This kind of looks like like a a distant cousin. Yeah, distant cousin, I think is fair. Uh so in Bloomberg there were uh there was a claim that kind of disputed that this lady is the the creator of the fidget spinner at all and she never really laid claim to being the inventor. She actually referred to it as a Wikipedia claim, which is very funny because that's (laughs) where we're getting this information from. So although the patent status is unclear, there's another guy, Scott McCorskey, who describes how he had invented this, and that was in 2014. Uh, and then it goes on from there but i thought it was really cool that this kind of has its roots in the 90s because it does seem like a 90s toy right
0: oh it fits in with that so well like i i don't know how this wasn't something from the 90s it really like i can picture like the ad with the you know possibly terrible rap commercial it really it really it's something that if you were to take it out of the context of twenty seventeen and just throw it in a pile of toys from various eras and then maybe warp about a hundred years into the future and told someone to organize this by decade, I think this would fit in perfectly in the nineties. Well, and this is I think the first like really
1: popular toy that I've seen in a long time that looks like that has that nineties look and feel that you know yeah. I've I've looked at it and said, "Oh shit, I could have grown up with that."
0: Well, it's just cuz it's so basic. There's um, you know, unless there people are throwing out 10-20 grand on these, these aren't necessarily gold plated. There's no bluetooth, there's no app. It's it's simple. It's almost yeah. deceptively simple for a fad in 2017. I like that. It gives me hope. Don't get me wrong, I love apps, I love bluetooth, but you know this is something that very much reminds both of us of the kind of things that we would have grown up on i kind of want a fidget spinner good. now
1: i kind of do too i mean we should get some
0: i've cuz like i i fidget like i was taking apart hard drives like a week ago and there's some various like rings and metal disks around and i find myself kind of fidgeting with those right maybe i'll just build my own more on that later yeah. uh let's let's move on to our sponsorship segment all right uh every week on the show we like to you know think think something whether they, they be real whether they be not so real this week uh we would like to give a big shout out to our sponsor stuck in the 90s is brought to you by dale's dead bug this is a local business a small business out of uh is it Ar- Arland texas I think it's Arlen, Texas, uh, a local business run by uh, an eccentric fellow by the name of Dale Gribble. Uh, We're just going to, um, we're going to probably have to paraphrase a lot of what Mr. Gribble wrote here just for for various reasons, but uh, Dale's Dead Bug, uh, for all your bug and, uh, sorry, for all your exterminating needs, um, don't get the government involved, uh, stay local, Uh, Dale's Dead Bug will be there for all of your exterminating uh please note that cigarettes must be or sorry smoking must be allowed on the premises or extermination will not continue you know there's a whole lot of asterisks and notes there's something here about um conspiracy talks don't tell the government tax something about taxes you know what let's just Why don't we just cut it off right there? Dale's dead bug. Uh, If you live in or around the Ireland, Texas area, uh, give Mr. Gribble a shout. Very peculiar business. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh,
1: As always, you can find us online at... Oh, no. Shit. We are not done yet. Oh. Because we have one more segment that I cannot fucking believe is making a return to the show. That's right, ladies and germs. (laughs) Huh. Uh, where where is that? that's from that's from something ladies and germs anyway that's somewhat moderately raven is making a reappearance on stuck in the 90s
0: chris take it away that's right um for those of you who keep up with the netflix tv show master of none starring aziz ansari um season two came out last week and with it brought a guest appearance by by raven uh do you watch master of none Uh, We watched season one, haven't started season two yet. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep it pretty spoiler light because I feel like it just came out. A lot of people probably haven't watched season two yet. I am surprised I got through it. I basically watched it in about two days. Okay. Yeah. Um, So Raven hosts a talk show called Raven Live in this universe, in the Master of None universe. And uh, yeah, Raven is living life she's doing good stuff and comes into contact with uh aziz ansari's character dev and very interesting things transpire and it is crazy and it is awesome to see raven on the netflix screen i think it's a little they... precursor to uh is raven still coming back is that so raven still is that that's still coming right as far as i know we'll we'll look into that we'll try to get back to you uh for next episode on our next segment of That Somewhat Possibly Raven. Oh, it's called Raven's Home. Raven's Home, that's the sequel that's series? That's the
1: title of the Disney Channel That's So Raven spinoff.
0: Hmm, is that
1: so? Uh, okay, hold on. I've got an article here. So it's Meet the Cast of Raven's Home, Disney Channel's That's So Raven spinoff. Um, the series is officially happening after nice. announcing the project in October 2016, along with their exit from the review uh the show raven's home has officially been ordered to series with production beginning in april in la so it'll it'll uh, premiere later this year all
0: right i am very excited for that um so yeah if you guys are into raven if you guys are into uh the netflix series master of none check it out season two is now available uh if you're not check out season one uh i really think I think it hits a lot of the same, I mean, it's made for people who are kind of around our age, late 20s, early to mid 30s, and kind of just deals with life, I think.
1: Give it a couple episodes. I didn't warm up to it right away.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it it might, Um, but it's a seriously enjoyable show, I think. I agree. Yeah, it feels Uh, like that was a sponsor. Man, Netflix, hook us up. Aziz, give us some money.
1: Or pasta. He's super into oh, pasta. Oh,
0: yeah. I'll take some, like, carbonara.
1: As always, we also accept payment in form of tacos. Yeah. You can find us online. Our uh, website is stuckintheninitiespodcast.com. If you'd like to be a $10 sponsor and pay us in carbonara and or tacos or $10, uh, you can do so. Hit us up at nineties at gmail.com we're on Instagram and Twitter. I don't think we Instagrammed or tweeted a single goddamn thing this week. Ah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We fell off the map. Uh, the yeah. Twitter is sit 90s, S-I-T 90s and the Instagram is stuck in the 90s podcast. Ooh, you just heard me get an email. Ooh, nice. Um otherwise, yeah, that's uh I think that's, that's, about, about, that's all about all we have got for this today. week. Next week we're doing a week, I don't know what it is. No, any, uh, in, next in the week 90s. Is, next week's going to um, be
0: interesting.
1: Yeah, because I'm going to be in Colorado
0: yeah so uh things are gonna get creative um we might just skype it again we might not uh we'll see right yeah yeah that'll be fun to figure out (laughs) all right uh so we will see you some way somehow next week uh but for now i think the podcast podcast is is now now
1: over it'll be interesting to see how well that lines up
0: yeah that's gonna be fucked but who cares (laughs)